Hello friends, welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Grace Connection Church with Pastor Tim Kelly. Grace Thoughts has been dedicated to preaching a clear gospel of grace for over 20 years. Here is Pastor Kelly. Paul had a Greek slash Roman perspective on on adoption in the book of Romans. In other words, he sort of saw it from a Greek-Roman perspective. The word adopted here, this is another definition, and, and the actual Greek word there means the, the literally the placing of a son. And in the Roman world, the, 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 the dad had absolute supreme authority over the children. And, and it wasn't until the dad died, really, that, that, that the next uh, the son, the heir, the, the firstborn son, came in and, and resumed the role as sort of the patriarch of that particular family. That's sort of important to understand, because adoption was a transference of the first father, Adam, to the second father. The Father, Jesus. It really meant, adoption meant, I traded fathers. This used to be my natural father, but now as an adopted child, I've traded fathers. I used to have a natural father of Adam, which represents sin and death and law and pain and resentment and and spiritual limping and depression and discouragement and addiction and all the things that go with a fallen world. And the, and the moment, the mo- and it happens in a moment, the moment I was adopted into the family of God, I, I now gained a new father, who obviously is Jesus Christ, God the Father. Trinity, however you want to mess with your mind on that one. <laughs> Most adoptions probably, in the, or at least a, a fair amount of adoptions in the Roman times were adoptions of adults. There'd be, a, there'd be a relationship, there'd be an intimacy that, that you would get to know somebody um, and well, and you became a tremendous bond, and maybe it was a younger man and an older man, and that older man, because he had, re, he had maybe wealth of some sort, he goes, I want to adopt this young man into my family. And so there'd be identification with that. Claudius, the, the, the old Roman emperor, saw this young guy, Nero, whom he, he fell in love with. He, he, he became attached to Nero. He wanted Nero to take over his throne. So he had to adopt Nero as a son. So he adopted Nero, and so when Claudius died, Nero took over the throne of Rome. Neither one of them were really nice guys, by the way. But it's the picture of that. He became the heir. He, be, he, be, he gained the inheritance of the throne of Rome from Claudius. He was adopted. He was not his blood son. He was an adopted son. But he functioned after the adoption as if he was a blood son. So this is what's pretty cool about adoption. Because I, here I am in my natural state. Maybe I have indebtedness. If I'm an adopted son, and, and this man adopts me, but, but I, here I am, and I'm, what, I'm 200 B, um, AD, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, and, uh, and I have some credit card debt. You didn't know they had credit cards back then, did you? And I have some credit card debt. My adopted father pays that debt off. He goes, okay, I'm going to adopt you. What do you owe? Well, I owe this, 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 and this. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide my, my ancient debit card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay that off. So you're debt-free. Because when you become part of my family, there's not going to be any attachment to your old life. There's going to be nothing that pulls you back into your old life. There'll be no accusations, no legal charges. Nothing is going to pull you back. When you, when you become part of my family, you will be part of my family, period. And your old life will disappear. And your old identity will disappear. Your old baggage will disappear. 
Your own debts will disappear, and you will be free to enjoy familyhood with me. So now, it's, it's my, in a sense, my, my past is eliminated, but not only do I eliminate my past, but I gain the identity of my new adoptive parents. I take on their identity. I take on their fame. I take on their wealth. I take on their security. I take on their place in the, in the local city, whatever it was. I would take on, I became part of their family. And as far as the law was concerned, there was no difference between me and anyone else or my natural, potentially natural family members that they had. Now, many of you know I have an adopted daughter. Sort of a surprise that God um, did a few about six years ago in our life and been one of the major, if not probably the greatest blessing that we ever had like this. And, and when and it's amazing because we didn't think adoption was going to take place right away. But as it proceeded and it became obvious that we were going to adopt her, it was, um, and it was the best thing for everyone. It, at, at the present state that we have now, I have a birth certificate. It says she was birthed to us. Her old name is, doesn't appear. It's gone. It's gone. If you look up her record of her life, you'll find that she was born on a certain day to Tim and Peggy Kelly. That's how the law sees it. Exactly what we're talking about. There's no asterisk there. There's no place you can go to a database and, and find out who was. No, that's gone. The biological parents don't owe anything. They don't, nothing, it's, it's, it's gone. It, it's, there's been a transference of, in a sense, life. That's what the picture of adoption really is all about. Just like we're always part of the family, and we will always be part of the family. So adoption, number one, is the deliverance from the debt, and the I could use this term, the inheritance maybe, of our father's riches. Number two, in Galatians, Paul teaches adoption as a deep intimacy and a special liberty. Let me look at this for a little bit. Galatians 4, verse 4. When the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. He sent him to buy freedom for those who were slaves to the law so he, so he could, watch this, Adopt us as his very own children. So, God, Jesus, go die on the cross, pay for their sins. I'll, I'll declare them righteous. I'll put my life seed regeneration inside of, inside of them. I'll, I'll set them apart to, my, to myself, and then I'm going to adopt them and bring them into my family. So they have right legal standing. They stand un- their past is gone. My life lives inside of them. That my actual spiritual life, the seed of life, of my divine life lives inside of them as a Christian, and I'm adopting them to take on my identity of my divine family. Verse 6, And because we are His children, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, there it is again, Abba, Father. For you are no longer a slave. But your own child, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. See, this isn't just a political or legal arrangement. This arrangement is full of love and intimacy and comfort and compassion. 
And you, when you adopt somebody, you adopt them as family. And again, I have a really great illustration. I live in this. I have my little one, six years old. She's little. She's getting tall now. She started a little, like a plant. She grows. And she's very timid about asking us for stuff. She comes in when she's hungry. goes, you know, I just, you think I could have just a little bit of food, maybe just a little bit? Please, do you think you could spare me a carrot? Something. That's what, no, she comes, flies the refrigerator open. I don't need air conditioning. The refrigerator cools my house down. It's just the door's always open, and she stands there. Then she'll stand on top of the shelf and look in the refrigerator like, she, like she's been there a half hour. And, and she's like, you don't know what's in there already? And she has no issue. And finally, me and my wife are like, okay, okay, just go watch Little Bear. We'll bring you whatever you want. Just stop talking. Just, just, just a little bit. Just stop talking. Quit asking. And, um, and so she learns. We, we taught her because we try and teach her manners that when she wants our attention and we're talking, she puts her hand on her, our shoulders until we give her attention. So, okay. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. She'll come up, stand next to us. And... <laughs> Half hour. I mean, it's still, it's still plastered there. And you're thinking, okay, what do you want? I want candy. Well, you had five pounds already, honey. Can I have? That's not enough. Can I have six? And she'll negotiate with us. She has no bashfulness at all with mom and dad. She has no issues asking anything, achieving it, going out. She has no inhibitions. Because she sees us as her provider. She sees us as one that's going to love her and comfort her. Ever notice how little kids love their boo-boos? It's really funny. It sort of happens to little kids and older adults. They, they, they both, uh, they all both, uh, and, and somewhere in between, we just forget about it because we don't have time. But she'll get any boo-boo at all. At least that's how it is with her. And you might as well, you might as well think the whole economy of the United States has collapsed. I mean, there's a, there's a scrape that's not even some pink on her leg. And, and, and who does she look for? Mom. Immediately. She'd rather have a Band-Aid than a new doll. Because <laughs> it's just something about getting that Band-Aid. She's like, I got a Band-Aid. Whoa, look at this. I got a Band-Aid. Oh, let me tell you about my wounds and my scars. One time I picked her up from school, and she had this red thing on her leg, and she's crying, oh, I got blood. There's blood on my leg. Oh, there's blood. And, and so the teacher walks over and says, Sadie, it's just a sparkle. <laughs> oh. Oh, another time I picked her up and she actually fell outside the car and she scraped her knee. And I thought it was pretty interesting. She didn't really cry. She usually she cries. She just, she just likes to, I mean, it's magnified. Any, there's any blood, any breaking of skin, there's totally magnification there. And so, so she, she jumps in the car and we're talking and we're singing songs on the way home. We're having fun driving home and we pull into the driveway and she's getting out of the car. She looks down and sees that, oh, there was a scrape there. It is below her knee. She couldn't see it sitting in the car. But when she got out of the car, she could see there was a scrape. And so, that, honey, it's okay. You didn't even know it till just now. She runs in the house. Mommy, I've got blood. And screaming, I got blood. She wanted her mother's comfort. She has no issue. That's, she's, she's an adopted child. She has no issues identifying herself inside of our family. She is not hindered at all compared to, in fact, she thinks she actually runs the family. She'll tell my 19-year-old and say, you're not the boss of me. Try that one. And my 19 was, yes, I am. No, you're not. You don't watch me right. 
stuff like that. So I don't know how I'm getting into this. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a point that she, she's acted like all my kids. I mean, there's been no difference. All the kids that we've, we've had in the house through the years, they, 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 none of them were really hindered. None of them, um, approached us with intrepidation. None of us thought we were thinking bad things about them. I don't think my, 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 especially my little ones, they never think, I wonder what dad's thinking of me. I hope dad approves of me. I hope dad likes me. I hope dad thinks I'm nice. Uh, whatever it is. My, she doesn't think like that. She almost doesn't care what I think. <laughs> she, she, just, she just likes the fact that she's accepted and she's loved and she's going to be embraced and she's going to have affection and her needs are met and she can come to me with, with anything. And I'm not telling anything new to any parents here. You all have experienced the exact same thing. So he brings, brings us to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 16, I love this verse. It's not really talking about adoption, but it, it's, it smacks of that relationship. So let us come boldly with confidence, that word boldly is parousia, to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Thank you for listening to Grace Thoughts, a ministry of Grace Connection Church. This is Pastor Kelly. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love to meet you. Our service times are Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Grace Connection Church is located at 4017 56th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. Or you can call us at 727-565-4674. Again, 727-565-4674. Or visit us on the web at graceconnectionchurch.org. Again, that is graceconnectionchurch.org. We hope we get a chance to meet you. Until then, keep thinking Grace Thoughts.